0: Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for another episode of Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren.
2: I am Joshua P. Warren, and each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and experiments you can do at home, and a lot more. On this particular edition of the podcast, I'm going to tell you how you can make something at home that will allow you to hopefully see spirits and auras. Yes, I'm talking about looking at a person and being able to tell, hey, is this person lucky or is your pet well? Is your plant healthy? It's all there in the aura and also This technique can help you catch glimpses of the spiritual realm and UFOs. You know how people always say, I've got to see it to believe it. Well, this is a device that I invented. I could sell this to you, but instead I'm going to give this information to you for free so that you can make this yourself at home and probably you can make it for free. It it if, if not it, it'll just take a few dollars. It can be done very very easily the way that I have uh put all this together for you and I've never presented this information in this way before. You really do kind of need to see things to believe it. If you you know to some degree and that's why I'm also going to tell you a bit, especially if you're new to my work, about the first time I saw a ghost and how, how much of a life-altering experience that was for me. It just completely revolutionized the way that I understood everything in the world. So we'll get into that in a minute. Oh, and uh, you know what? I played, of course, some interesting audio for you on the last program, audio that was extracted from an image of a legitimate crop circle. I've gotten some really interesting feedback from that, and I'm going to play a new audio tone for you on this show. This is an audio tone captured from an actual photograph of a strand of DNA. Now, this is... Pretty amazing to even have a picture of DNA. It took an electron microscope to capture that. You know how small a strand of DNA is? Listen to this. They say it is two nanometers wide. Now, that doesn't really mean much of anything, but this will. That is so thin, a human hair is about... Forty thousand times wider than that. <laughs> it's, it's you know once in a while you encounter these numbers in life and you're like okay I I, I cannot comprehend that something so small that a human hair is forty thousand times wider and yet we have a picture of it with an electron microscope and the noise the tone this thing creates. When scanned and turned, turned into a spectrogram, it's pretty bizarre. So, yeah, we'll get into that. Before I start telling you about the first time I saw a ghost, I also want to give you <laughs> this update from the last show. I mentioned that, you know, I keep compasses around me as often as possible at my house, in my laboratory, in my studio, and I do that because most of the time if something truly paranormal is going to materialize it coincides with some kind of an electromagnetic anomaly in the environment and if it's strong enough this will affect a compass A compass is always supposed to point toward north right and if it's not something is affecting it and so i had a compass sitting here in my studio i'm looking at it again on this show right now uh right now it's stable but last week when I was recording my very first Strange Things, I just mentioned the compass. I looked down, and it was just sitting there spinning, and and you know I, it kind of blew my mind. It caught me off guard because I know every single piece of equipment that I have in this studio inside and out. Uh, I, there's nobody else here but me, and uh, I just could not figure out why it was spinning. Well, guess what? I went out to get in my car. I have an SUV. The battery was dead. Now, (laughs) this is the first time that has happened with this car. There was another occasion many years ago when I was visiting the site of the Brown Mountain Lights, and I had an SUV, and after the lights went bonkers for a while, these ghost lights, uh, same thing happened. The battery died on my car. So I think that when i was recording show 1 of strange things there was something paranormal here uh sort of seeing me off properly and uh it it was so powerful i don't know if it was from uh the spirit realm or it was aliens or what the heck it was but uh it was affecting my compass and it affected my car and that is a true story i you know <laughs> my wife lauren can attest to everything as well so here we go when I was born in Asheville North Carolina in the heart of the Blue Ridge Mountains I was born with quite a heritage because my family on both sides uh, have been in western North Carolina for hundreds of years one of my great 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 grandfathers grandfathers uh, he got a land grant for his military service And I grew up hearing all of these amazing sort of legends and folktales and, you know, ghost stories. And a lot of weird things happened to my family before I was even born that opened my mind to the possible reality of the paranormal. I'm not going to get into those stories on this podcast. I'll save that for another time. But what I will tell you is I heard all these stories and I got really interested and I started writing fictional scary short stories and poems when I was a teenager. And that led to me having a job with the newspaper and then writing books. But for years, I was going to haunted places all the time and I never saw a ghost. And I got to the point where I thought, okay, maybe some people can just see ghosts and some people cannot. I'm one of those people who can't see them. Maybe it's a physiological issue. You got to have a certain ratio of rods to cones in your eyes, or maybe your brain has to fire off in a certain way. Your synapses have to fire at a certain rate. You know, I'm coming up with all these possible explanations for why that I believe all these people I'm I'm talking to at these at these places who were telling me about seeing ghosts but I never saw one so I couldn't help but always having that little doubt you know in the back of my mind well all that changed when I was in my early 20s and and I was out there I mean when I was 15 years old before I could even drive I mean I had my mom and dad driving me around to haunted places to write articles and stuff so when I say early 20s I mean I'd already been doing this stuff for a long long time So I loved the idea of the ghostly, but I'd never seen a ghost until I got a call one day from a young woman, a college student in Asheville. Her name is Amanda. She's okay with me giving her name out. And of course, we are still in contact. And Amanda had just moved into this little old house by herself. And the day she moved in, she called 911 because she saw what she thought was a male intruder in her house. Some type of a figure was running through the house. So she called the cops, and of course, they came and they found no evidence that anybody was in the house. And so, right off the bat, she knew something bizarre was up. And so, after that, once she got moved in, this activity increased. Often, she would see these sort of misty forms moving around the house and the property it was really scaring her but her friends thought it was just terrific and they were coming over to the house and they'd have sleepovers and they were taking pictures and got just some phenomenal photos she sent me some of her pictures and that's one of the reasons that uh I'm just you know so impressed uh with Her case is because some of these pictures are just these big, sweeping, misty, foggy, epic kind of forms, even shooting into people and out of people. And If you want to see some of these images, if you go to my website, joshuapwarren.com, there is no period after the P, joshuapwarren.com. There's a section called The Gallery of the Strange, and if you click through, you'll see some pictures there related to her case. But what really started frightening amanda was when this misty form began appearing in her bedroom at night and then one night she woke up and this thing was in the bed with her and that's when she was like to heck with this i am out of here and she left she actually spent the night in her car And, uh, which I can, I can kind of relate to that. Maybe I'll get into that story also (laughs) being so scared that you you leave the house and sleep in your car. Um, the next day she called me and she said, look, I'm going to move out of this house. If something cannot be done to stop this activity, she was very sincere and I was very honest with her. And I told her, well, I love to study this kind of activity, but I'm not a ghostbuster. I'm not an exorcist. I cannot promise you that I can get rid of it but I'll take a look at it and you know maybe we can do something I have some tips for for how to possibly stop paranormal phenomena that I've learned over the years and I'll share some of that with you on an upcoming podcast so I went to her house with my team the lemur team which stands for the league of etheric materialization and unexplained phenomena research we're not very active as a team these days because You know, we started very young and now we all live in different parts of the country and once in a while we get together and do things. But we were very active. We went to her house and I didn't see anything paranormal, but I did capture some interesting footage that showed some truly paranormal orbs. And and there's a difference between orbs that are created by dust and reflections and insects and raindrops and snow and all that. Uh, and things that are, are like truly paranormal balls of light that shoot around. That's another thing I'll talk about in an upcoming podcast, the, the mystery of orbs. Um, and so because there's actually a lot to that, a lot, you'd be surprised. Um, so anyway, I didn't see anything other than just some interesting anomalies like that. But she was just so believable and there were so many good witnesses and she had all these pictures that I said, Look, I, I realize this stuff is rare. That's why we call it paranormal. That means it's not normal. It doesn't happen every day. So I said, I'm gonna come back here and uh, and do a follow up and, you know, see what happens. So about a week later she called me and said, Yeah, you know, this activity is just ramping up So I went back over to her house and of course, here I was just walking through every room doing what you should always do as your first step as a professional paranormal investigator. You want to get baselines, you want to get controls. So I'm going around, and I'm measuring the electromagnetic fields in the background and it just so happened that I was in the attic of this house. This house has a pretty good-sized attic. I was there with another researcher named Rob. And all of a sudden, my meter starts picking up these bizarre electromagnetic pulses, and then Rob said, Josh, look! And I turned around. And what I saw between myself and Rob changed my life. I'm going to explain exactly what I saw when we come back from the break. Uh, I kind of get goosebumps even thinking back on this, to be honest with you. Again, I hope that uh, you'll keep up with me through social media. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren, at Joshua P. Warren, but uh, especially go to Joshua JoshuaPWarren.com, sign up for my free e-newsletter, and uh, you'll get a special little treat there. I'm going to tell you more about that later in the the program, so yeah, this one might give you, might, might spook you a little bit, might give you a nightmare, depending on how comfy you are with this kind of thing, but uh, <laughs> I'm Joshua P. Warren, you're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, and I'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. There's more strange things coming right up.
3: with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash strange things.
4: I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, the Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert.
1: It's it a shame, you know, that they took him from
4: us thought they were going to kill me. So I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is
5: Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For.
1: Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. Please make sure and check out my show, Shades of the Afterlife, heard right here on the iHeart Radio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
2: To strange things on the iHeart Media and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, the Wizard of Weird, beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio here in Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. So Rob said, Josh, look. And so I turned in this dusty old attic. Now, Rob was uh, about three feet away from me. We had a light on, so it was very easy to see the entire room. And right there in that short space, that three feet between myself and Rob, was this blue-gray mist just hovering, swirling in midair. He's looking at it from one side. I'm looking at it from the opposite side. We're both seeing the same thing. And this was not one of those moments when you get freaked out and all scared. No, in, instead, it was sort of like my mind almost went blank because I'm just looking at this thing, trying to understand what I'm seeing my brain was flipping through the filing cabinet of, what could this be? So this was maybe a little larger than a basketball. And again, it didn't have a, 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 a strictly defined shape. But I'll never forget that the exterior of this mist almost had little... Fixed facets that were similar to a gemstone, and they would kind of shift around. It was very, very strange. So I, I always say it was probably like you know being a caveman looking at fire for the first time and trying to just comprehend what what could this new thing be. And so I reached out and touched it, and when my hand broke the surface of this mist. All these little facets kind of shifted around it. It was icy cold in the middle and it made the hair stand up on my knuckles in the back of my hand electrostatically like if you put your hand up to an old TV screen. And Rob also reached out and touched it. So here we are both touching this thing and looking at it and it's inches in front of our faces. And then after about, oh, 30 seconds or so which is quite a long time when you're looking at something (laughs) right in your face it started to kind of dim and it got dimmer and dimmer and then all of a sudden i realized oh man i got a camera around my neck (laughs) this whole time i had this camera and uh, it was a very very early digital camera one of the very first ever made and so i uh, i lifted it up and i took a picture of this thing just before it was gone. And I'm so happy that I got that picture. Again, it's one you can see if you go to Joshua P. and click the link to the gallery of the strange. Um, the thing that is, I, I believe most amazing about this experience. And again, the, 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 mist was maybe there a total of 60 seconds before it just disappeared and uh, then the meter readings drop back to a, a normal level I was in a situation where I saw it another person saw it from a different point of view we both reached out and touched it the meter was going nuts and I got a picture of it and then I thought to myself what more could I have done to document this, to prove that this is a real thing that happened, you know, that that this is a real ghostly phenomenon that I have witnessed. And I would love to have the Ghostbusters trap that you can kick out there and it just sucks the ghost in and then you go and release it into a jar in your museum and say, look, there it is. I'd love to have that. As a matter of fact, (laughs) a few days ago my wife Lauren and I were at a costume shop and she goes Josh you need that and I looked over and they had a whole section of Ghostbuster costumes and accessories and they had the trap and I was like I don't even want to know how much it costs I'm buying that and I have it in my hands right now this is so cool (laughs) it is an authentic reproduction of the Ghostbusters trap And when you turn it on and you hit a button, the trap opens and there's a light and sound effects. And then you hit the button again and it closes. So I'm going to do this. I don't know if you're going to be able to hear this or not. But, okay, I've got it on. There's a red light on the back, an orange light on the front. And listen to what happens when I open this thing. Here I am opening the trap. And then I close it. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so I have a trap now, but I wish it really did what it was supposed to do. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be playing with that a lot. Uh, now, look, I saw this thing and I documented it however I could, but it still wasn't enough documentation. It wasn't enough to prove that ghosts exist. And that was very frustrating for me and so i started sort of obsessing over what i could do you know what do you do it's like you tell me what would it take for you to believe that a ghost is real other than you seeing what i saw now i can't tell you what i saw was the spirit of a dead person but and but people make this mistake all ghosts are not spirits of dead things I mean, we have ghosts of inanimate objects. We have ghosts of stagecoaches and ghost ships and ghost airplanes. How come ghosts aren't naked? Sometimes they are. Sometimes they are. Most of the time they're not. They have the clothes on. So sometimes it almost seems like ghosts are not necessarily conscious entities, but can just be sort of an an imprint, an impression of what happened in the past that kind of comes through in a certain form. And so that said, uh, I I cannot tell you I saw the spirit of a dead person in this case, but I can tell you what, when you, however you define a ghost, and when I wrote my book, How to Hunt Ghosts, I said a ghost is some paranormal aspect of the physical form and or mental presence that appears to exist apart from the original physical form. When you are in an attic in an old house and you turn and there's a misty thing floating there, you're probably going to say, I don't care how you define a ghost. uh, That's a ghost. But being from a scientific background, and I mean, I actually studied uh, in a laboratory, in a NASA laboratory um, for years. I was working in a, a NASA lab, the lab of Charles Yost. He was a NASA Hall of Fame engineer who had his own laboratory, and he had a journal, Electric Spacecraft Journal. Um, I still thought could this have been an atmospheric phenomenon or something like I mean I'm I'm still trying to rationalize and we went downstairs and we told Amanda we saw it and we got a picture of it and she was so thrilled it was you know validation for her and I never was able to figure out how to get rid of it but interestingly enough I actually contacted a, a Well, actually, this is even weirder. I got contacted out of the blue by a minister right around this time who said that he does clearings and exorcisms. And so um, I actually brought him in and he did some rituals and uh, gave them some special pendants to wear. And you know what? She said it stopped completely for like six months. And then there was still some stuff that would happen, but nothing to the level that it was originally happening at. That was my first big life-altering experience. Uh, the other there, there are three of them that come to mind immediately. Uh, I remember the first time I was at a haunted house in South Carolina that had poltergeist activity and saw an object. It was a little ceramic dove launch off of a wall and shatter all over the floor. The woman there said she had some very dark, you know, ugly things that were haunting that house I was so frustrated I didn't get footage of that I went back with a whole big team of guys with cameras and we did get footage of it in fact that's also there at JoshuaPWarren.com I actually got footage of one of my meters called a TriField natural EM meter sitting in her room and all of a sudden this big um, field hits it and you see the meter go bonkers and then the field gets so strong it literally knocks the meter over It knocks it over and then up on the side. It's crazy looking stuff. That was a second big moment. Third big moment for me was when I was at Myrtle's Plantation in St. Francisville, Louisiana, not too far from Baton Rouge. And I got to spend a night completely by myself at Myrtle's Plantation. And, uh, yeah, it's an old, creepy plantation place. A lot of deaths there. A lot of mistreatment of people. House is so haunted, they installed the keyholes upside down to try to confuse the ghosts. Um, there's, a, there's a very dramatic history there, and I got to spend the night all by myself in the General David Bradford suite, which had 15-foot uh, ceiling and uh, a big four-poster bed like Ebenezer Scrooge would sleep in, and the painting on the wall with the eyes that follow you and all that stuff, and about 10 o'clock at night, all the lights were off. Now, again, I'm the only person on the property, okay? I turned off all the lights. I had my night vision camera on, and all of a sudden, in the and this, it's storming outside. This is straight out of Stephen King. There's like a pack of 12 black cats running around, and all of a sudden, I hear boom, 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 about jump out of my skin. I think somebody must be pounding on my door. Somebody has arrived, and I opened the door. There was nobody there. I'm videotaping, okay? So then I said, if there's somebody here, could you do that again, please? Boom, boom, boom. Now I'm completely stunned. And as I'm rolling, I say, okay, if there is somebody in this room with me, will you please do that again? Boom, boom, boom. That's when, oh, boy. Yeah, I got that jolt that went down my spine, that chill, the goosebumps. And I would be lying to you if I didn't tell you I had that fight or flight instinct kick in and I wanted to just turn around and get the you know what out of there. But I persevered. I did not run. I stayed there and the rest of the night for about four hours, I would say, if you're here, knock on this table, boom, 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 knock on this wall, boom, boom, boom. And this went on for four hours. I tried to work out a communication system where I was saying knock here once for yes and twice for no, uh, but it didn't work like that. It was always three knocks. I never figured out why. I read later, and this is very spooky, that they say some negative spirits always knock in threes because it mocks the Holy Trinity. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's some spooky stuff. The last time it woke me up was about 8 o'clock in the morning when I was so tired I was dog tired I was trying to go to sleep and for the first time in my life <laughs> this, this thing was knocking on my headboard I'm a guy who's out looking for this stuff and for the first time in my life I actually asked a ghost to please stop and it did and the following days were so peaceful nothing ever happened again those were three life altering experiences because whatever was in that room at the end there, I'm telling you, it was interactive, it was conscious. I don't know what it was, but it was an interactive, conscious, aware, invisible being. And that, that tells you a lot about what is out there that you can't just see with the naked eyes. But when we come back, I'm gonna tell you if you wanna see more than usual with the naked eyes, how to do it here's something you can make easily at home you'll want to do this i promise you i am joshua p warren and you're listening to strange things on the iheart media and coast-to-coast am paranormal podcast network and i'll be right back
0: Don't go anywhere, there's more strange things coming right up.
8: employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, (laughs) because she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're
0: listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
2: listening to Strange Things on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and I know you want to see it to believe it, right? I mean, that makes sense. You hear it all the time. I was given a little bit of a boost in this area because when i was a kid i began to naturally develop the ability to see the aura which is an energy field that surrounds all things it's more pronounced around living things but it is around everything and that's why in part i believe that all things have a spirit Uh, even a rock even a mountain and that if you look at it scientifically, I mean, everything at the smallest levels, everything is vibrating unless it's at absolute zero. So I think that life is something that um, is produced, that arises from vibration, from energy. And it can take many different forms, but it is certainly more pronounced around living conscious things it's more vibrant and it's it's a lot more colorful when i started seeing these energy fields around things as a kid i told my mom about it she got worried and took me to the eye doctor and they tested me to make sure i was okay and said yeah his eyes are perfect and so at that time i didn't know anything about seeing the aura and then later on i started studying metaphysics and i realized oh this is why (laughs) this is what i'm seeing And I also had a really, really good friend. He's still a great friend, but uh, a great friend growing up named Casey. And he also had the natural ability to, to see the aura. And so when I got closer to adulthood and we started doing experiments in lemur, my paranormal investigation group, We did some uh, particularly fascinating stuff. I was able to take some PVC pipes and create a framework that was uh, draped with a big piece of cloth. And it was basically a blinder. It was over, it was probably like six and a half feet tall. So two people could stand on either side of this thing and they could not see each other. So we did these experiments where we would put Casey on one side of the blinder, and he was able to tell us over and over the position of the person on the other side of the blinder by seeing that person's aura extend above the blinder. Isn't that something? So uh, that kind of research needs to be done more and uh who knows i know everybody's trying to to win the amazing randy prize but i don't think that's ever going to happen because uh if you read the rules of the amazing randy prize i think he gets to sort of uh make the final call on that <laughs> so anyway uh basically There is a a way that you can at least see the very first stage of the aura. And when you open your mind and your eyes and maybe even what I call the third eye, which is that spot right there sort of on your forehead, you can not only see this energy field around things, but you can start practicing with this and you can start seeing more spiritual phenomena in general. I am fortunate because I can turn it on and off, and I don't talk about it much because I don't want people coming up to me all the time and asking me for some kind of aura reading. But what I am going to do is both tell you how to create a very simple device that you can use to train yourself probably within an hour or less to start seeing the first layer of the aura, which looks kind of like a hazy form, kind of like heat shimmering off a, of a, off a roadway on a hot day. That eventually leads to colors and once you get to the point to where that transitions into colors well then you can interpret those colors and I'm going to tell you how to interpret those colors here in a minute so to see the aura it's very very simple these days because now everybody is familiar with these medical visors that you put over your face to make sure that you don't spread germs. And they're great because they're cheap and they are absolutely transparent. So you can see through them very clearly. I was able to get on Amazon and buy uh, a three pack of them for like 10 bucks. So, I mean, you can get one of these for next to nothing if you don't have them. You, all you need for this is a medical visor, you need three magic markers and uh, you need one that is green one that is red one that is blue and you need a ruler or something with a straight edge on it so what you do is you take the ruler and the markers and you put a certain pattern on the visor and it's there's a, a certain type of green line that's horizontal and then you place a red line and a blue line vertically and if you get the placement just right that's it you're done and i actually have put together uh, a whole web page just to to show you to instruct you on how to do this um it's and i could charge for this but i'm giving this away for free so if you want to actually see the instructions and i took pictures and laid everything out in detail on how you do this design um if you go to joshua and sign up for my free e newsletter there on the homepage. It takes you two seconds. You will immediately receive an email with a link, and that link will give you two things it'll give you a digital good luck charm, and it will also give you the link to these instructions on how easy it is to make these. And once you get this visor with this, uh, this green stripe in particular, which is, is very important, what you do basically. Is you look at something in the distance and then you hold your hand up and we're gonna use your hand as your main test point here we want you to see the aura around your hand and I'm actually looking at the page that I created right now and here I'm just gonna tell you exactly what I what I wrote Uh, the first layer of the aura looks like a haze like heat shimmering off a hot highway relax breathe deeply and play some of your favorite music that does not have vocals no words stretch out your arm and hold up your hand in front of a pale background like a white or off-white wall a cloth poster board etc have your aura visor on look at your hand for a while And move your head slightly up and down slowly so that you see it somewhat in green, then clear, green, then clear. And this transition starts exercising your eyes with this pattern. And finally, after you do this for a few minutes, you can raise up your hand and you will start to see the aura. And after you start seeing the aura, you don't even need the visor anymore. You can take it off and put it away. Because now your eyes have been sort of trained on what to do and how to do this. And uh, if if you already subscribe to my e-newsletter, then you have probably already received this page. Uh, But if you if you sign up as a new person, you're also going to get the link to this page where I I show you exactly what to expect. And even if you have some markers that are not great at sticking to plastic, uh, that's okay because you just need this visor again for less than an hour uh, to, to get your eyes working and exercising the right way. This is what I discovered. This is my invention. And it works. I've had people contact me all over the world because I did sell a version of this one time. And, and people bought it and said, my God, I, I now I finally understand. I finally know what people are talking about. And then after that, you may be able to start seeing more spiritual stuff, more UFOs, more cryptid and interdimensional stuff. And if you're like me, you're kind of fortunate because you can also turn it on and off. But one of the coolest things is that once you practice seeing that first layer of the aura, eventually... The next stage is colors will begin to appear. And when you start seeing these colors, you can interpret them. So here are some examples of how you can interpret the aura. If you see red around a person, and this is kind of easy for you to remember, I wrote it this way. Well, just remember, red is the color we associate with bullfighting. Okay, so this person is fiery. He or she is full of dynamic energy that can be anger or aggressive ambition or just great physical stamina. If you see orange well that's the color of a warm campfire so this person is warm and caring if you see yellow well that's the color of the sun this person has a sunny disposition like the cliche of a cheerleader the person is optimistic might sometimes be a little too naive however green is the color of vegetation Uh, so if the civilized world ends it would be overgrown by vines and weeds so this person is persistent sometimes stubborn and will continually move forward with his or her plans. Blue is the color of the depths of the ocean. This person has extremely deep emotions and feelings. Unfortunately, he or she may be prone to depression, but is also capable of very deep love and caring purple. Now that's a high vibration. This person has above average psychic ability If you see white around a person, now think about this, in terms of light, all frequencies combined produce white. So this person is an advanced ascended master, a teacher of wise lessons. If you see something very, very dark around a person, very shadowy, this is a bogged down density that does not allow light to extend or pass through. So this is a sick spirit of a lower frequency. So beware of that. If you see gold sparkles around a person, that person is lucky. And if you see silver twinkles, those are sometimes reported around pregnant women. Isn't that interesting? So keep in mind, you know, auras can change from minute to minute, hour to hour, day to day, because they reflect a combination of circumstances, including your physical state and mood. Uh, These same colors around plants indicate the plant exudes these attributes. And being around those plants for extended periods can make make a, a person gradually attain those attributes. Isn't that interesting? So if you have a plant that's producing, you know, red or orange or yellow or green and not necessarily what you see in the visible uh, visual range, but just what you perceive in the oral range, um, you might actually start taking on some of those qualities by being around that plant. So I think this is why certain people may be more or less attracted to certain plants. And, you know, by doing this, it's going to open your mind. It's going to open your experiences. And it's going to just put like a, an overlay on your life that's going to make everything much more rich and interesting. And if you can do this for yourself in less than an hour and it's free, why not do it? All you need, again, a visor, some magic markers, and a ruler. If you want to use something uh, permanently, if you want to make your visor permanent, you'll want to get some good markers that will stick to plastic very well. But all the information is there for you. And the only way to get this free information is either to already be a subscriber to my free e-newsletter or go to JoshuaPWarren.com right now. And I'm not going to leave this up forever. But if you, if you go right now to JoshuaPWarren.com and put in your email address on the homepage, hit the submit button. Boom. You will instantly get this information. It may be, of course, that living things. Living things produce more of this profound energy because, well, we have DNA. And you know, on the last show, I played an audio tone for you that I captured using a special process with a crop circle. I got some feedback from that, I'll tell you about. And I have a new tone I'm going to play for you. It's tone from a strand of DNA. What do you think that's going to sound like? Well, you're about to find out. I am Joshua P. Warren, and you're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, and I'll be right back.
1: don't go anywhere. There's more Joshua P. Warren and strange things coming right up. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain, host of Shades of the Afterlife, wishing everyone happy holidays and a great new year. And thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
2: Welcome back to the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am Joshua P. Warren, your host, a man who has achieved nirvana multiple times. And I'm going to play some really interesting audio for you. And, you know, I'm going to try to do this on every show. Every week, I'm going to try to give you some weird sound to listen to that you've probably never heard before. In fact, I can almost guarantee it. That will represent something of great significance in the fabric of reality. Last week, I played for you a tone that I captured using a combination of parasimatics and uh, spectrogram processing, of a legitimate crop circle. And I asked people to tell me what they thought about it. And I just want to share this with you. Uh, I got an email. Stacy from Montana wrote, and and, if you haven't heard this, you can go back and listen. It's just a weird kind of abstract sound. And yet she wrote, quote, I heard a voice in the crop circle tone saying, look inside, look inside. Does anyone ever dig down below a crop circle? End quote. Now that really caught my attention because you know what? Uh, people are always going to crop circle sites and they are measuring electromagnetic fields and they are looking into the types of radiation that may be there. But honestly... I really don't know of anybody digging down into the ground below a crop circle. In fact, usually somebody owns that land, a farmer or whatever, and they don't want you to go mess their property up. But wouldn't that be something if we find out that if you go to these sites where these legit crop circles have appeared and you dig in the middle, there's something down there. There's something that's been planted there, some type of a probe or a brand or a mark or a sensor that's being put there from the you know by the aliens. We've got to start looking into that, don't we? And you can't just go out with a metal detector. It might not be made of metal. So very interesting feedback there. Uh, James from South Carolina said, "I did not hear a voice. But when the audio played, a light shined outside my window. I thought it was someone with a flashlight, but no one was out there. <laughs> that sounds kind of spooky, doesn't it? If you, if you play this tone outside, there's no telling what you may experience. And some of these tones that I'm going to play for you on this show over the weeks Um, some of them are things that you can incorporate into your daily life, depending on what you want to do. Obviously I'm going to play for you, uh, soon the tone made by a $100 bill. So you might go out and, uh, well, you might just decide to play that thing on a loop all day long and see what happens, right? See if you can attract a hundred dollars or a lot more, if you can attract money. Uh, If you're trying to attract a ghost, however, maybe I'll come up with a tone from some famous ghost photos. And if you're an investigator, you can play that tone at a haunted place on your investigation to see what what occurs. Same thing if you're looking for UFOs or Bigfoot. I mean, I wonder what kind of noise we would get from listening to, say, the Patterson Bigfoot picture. So I use a a lot of different methods with Parasymatics 2.0 and uh various spectrogram scanning to process these sounds that i'll be playing for you and i really look forward to getting your feedback you know i read every email i get but it's impossible impossible for me to reply to everyone but if you want to contact me it's very easy go to joshua there's no period after the p JoshuaPWarren.com, and uh, you'll find my email address there on the home page And then, of course, also, you know, you can you can contact me through different social media like uh, at Joshua P. Warren on Twitter and follow me there. So here we go. DNA. This is the big breakthrough, right? This is what sort of defines us as being humans. What in the world does a strand of DNA sound like? Now, I was talking in my last podcast about how some people have rh positive uh blood type and others have an rh negative blood type and maybe i could find one example of each and play them and listen to the difference well it turns out i have not been able to do that because getting a good picture of a strand of dna is kind of a miracle to begin with as i as i said earlier in the show a single strand of dna is so small that a human hair is 40,000 times wider. W-I-D-E-R. Okay, think about that. A hair is 40,000 times the size of a strand of DNA. They use an electron microscope to get pictures of DNA from time to time. And so I went to an esteemed scientific journal online and i got an actual electron microscope picture of a strand of dna i put it through a process here to extract a sound and you are about to hear the sound okay i'm gonna let this play outright for about you know like 20 seconds and see what you hear in this all the information that makes a human being, to our knowledge, perhaps the most advanced being on Earth. At least we like to tell ourselves that, right? (laughs) Okay, and let's play it right now. No, I do not like to plant suggestions in your head, but I'm, I, I will just tell you right up front here. To me, it sounds like that there is just a heck of a lot of information packed into that tiny, tiny little thing. Uh, I, and and you know, you can email me your your thoughts on what you hear, and uh, and I'll take them into consideration, but. I I mean it just my first impression from just listening to that general basic sound is just gobs and gobs and gobs of extremely intricate complex information put into a lattice a matrix right and that makes who you are I mean scientists say that everything that we can measure physically about who you are is contained in one strand of dna and i think that's especially amazing because when it comes to magic and manifestation you know how they always say if you have something from the person it's easier to do magic on the person so if you have somebody's hair or a fingernail clipping or whatever i mean like that used to sound like the biggest load of hogwash when voodoo practitioners would be like, ah, I need to get a hair from this person so I can do this magic. Everybody who's in the science world would roll their eyes and say, come on, are you kidding me? You know, it's, it's like in radionics. We we need to get a sample from the person sometimes in order to, to affect a person or, or find out something about a person. It sounded... Stupid and unbelievable and now guess what as often happens science has caught up to metaphysics and we go oh that's what this is all about you know there have been great leaders and terrible leaders and all kinds of leaders throughout history who have been superstitious and not wanted to have you know uh not want their their fingernail clippings or their hair clippings or any of that kind of stuff to get out there to the world. And you wonder, why is that? And, uh, well, everybody is trying to target some kind of a public figure, get an agenda across. So look, maybe what we're dealing with right here is an example of everything. You are being condensed into that little thing, that little strand of DNA. And it makes you wonder also about where you stop and the environment begins because you can look at yourself and you can say, oh, here's, here's my boundary, my skin. Well, not exactly because I have hair on that skin. Well, not exactly because there's a field of electrostatic energy around that hair. And what you find is that you're bigger than what you can see with the naked eyes. You have this big cloud of energy around you and who knows how far it extends. That's why I'm so interested in telekinesis. And next week on the show, among many other things, I'm going to dig into telekinesis experiments, psychokinesis, mind over matter, how you can move objects with with your mind. And I'm, I'm going to tell you about some specific experiments and exercises you can do easily and cheaply at home to begin to see results for yourself. You know, it's one thing to have the satisfaction of moving something physical like a Jedi in a Star Wars movie, but it's actually more valuable to be able to rearrange your reality itself on a grand scale. That's what I wrote about in my book called Use the Force, A Jedi's Guide to the Law of Attraction. You can find it on Amazon.com. Just type in Joshua P. Warren. Use the force. I even did an audio book where I read it. So if you if you like listening to this podcast, maybe you'll like hearing me read this whole book. It's got great reviews. And uh, here's what it says on the back of the book. Your focus determines your reality. That is a quote from Qui-Gon Jinn to Anakin Skywalker in episode one of The Phantom Menace. And even if you're not a Star Wars fan, you'll... You'll understand this, It's, but it goes on to say here, ever since Star Wars first appeared on the silver screen, people have fantasized about being able to use the Force. But anyone, not just Jedis, can tap into its capabilities by using the law of attraction to harness the incredible power of the universe. Author Joshua P. Warren guides you through the lessons of legendary Jedi Masters, to reveal how Jedi science encompasses the law of attraction and how you can draw on the universe's energy to achieve your dreams. Each thought provoking exercise shows you how to utilize this power to manifest your deepest desires and attract the life you've always wanted. You'll also learn how to train your mind to hone in on your intention, enhance your connection to the universe and ensure your actions are words and thoughts are in harmony with accomplishing your goals complete with enlightening quotes from the series use the force will help you master important Jedi teachings and discover that the force is more than fiction yeah next week we're going to talk about telekinesis psychokinesis it's going to be good I hope that you will subscribe to this show follow this show do whatever you have to You don't want to miss a single edition. And like I say, follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Sign up for my free e-newsletter at JoshuaPWarren.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. I am Joshua P. Warren. You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartMedia and coast to coast am paranormal podcast network
1: well if you like this episode of strange things wait till you hear the next one thank you for listening to the iheart radio and coast to coast am paranormal podcast network